Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We're excited about the lesson we're going to share with you, talking about how that you can experience the goodness of God all the days of your life. Let me remind you of what David said, Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Another translation says, chase me down. Oh, I like that. I love that. That sounds like Deuteronomy 28, where the blessing shall come on you and overtake you. That's a great way to live, I isn't like it? I like that. Amen. I love it. And you know, Dad, of course, you're going to talk about how we can experience the goodness of God, which this came from a prophetic word mm -hmm. for this year. Right. That you, I've got it right here. You said, the Lord told you, never stop celebrating what I've already done. Expect me to do greater and it will come. Yeah. 2014 will be known as the year of the greater. You know, when you give us a word like this, we don't take it lightly and just ignore it, type it up, mm -hmm. never look at it. This hangs in my office right. all year long until December 31st. I keep one in front of my notebook. I keep one on my desk. I keep one at home. Yeah. I keep so it in front of yourself. me. Yeah, the Bible says to write the vision, make it plain. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. And we're getting results. Yeah. And you know what else amazes me, Dad, is um, I was speaking at a conference in London and I had lunch with all these pastors and they were from all over the world, Albania, Italy, Scotland, Ireland, mm -hmm. South Africa, all at this one table. And I was sharing with them the word of the Lord. And they all said, oh, we already know. We're already declaring it. Everyone already knew. Yeah. It amazed me how it goes all it goes over all the over world. The world. Yeah. And God's no respecter of persons. Yeah. They're getting results too. Amen. Amen. So it'll work for anyone who will receive it, declare it, and then expect it in your life. Amen. And I know God's done some great things in your life. So that's where we start. Celebrate. Don't ever stop celebrating what he's already done. You know, I've, I've said many times, the problem that a lot of people are having right now, they're focusing too much on what hasn't happened instead of celebrating what has happened. God is good and he wants to do even greater in your life. So I want to encourage you to stay tuned, uh, put aside everything else. Don't allow anything to distract you and just listen to this message and learn how that you can position yourself to experience greater manifestations of God's presence, God's power, but especially God's goodness in 2014. I quoted it earlier, but I want to read it once again from the Word of God, the foundation for what we're talking about regarding the goodness of God manifesting in your life all the days of your life. Psalm 23 and verse 6, David says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. There's another translation says, In the presence of the Lord forever. Now, you might wonder, how could David make such a statement? How did he know that goodness and mercy would follow him all the days of his life? He's basing this on previous experience because David had already seen the goodness of God. It showed up continually. Wasn't it the goodness of God that delivered him from the lion and the bear? Wasn't it the goodness of God that enabled him to slay Goliath? It was the goodness of God that enabled him to overcome enemies, armies uh, that outnumbered him. It was the goodness of God showing up all the time. Finally got to the place in his life, in his life where he said, you know, I believe because it always shows up in the past, it's going to keep showing up in the future, and I believe it's going to follow me and manifest all the days of my life. Well, 
That's exactly what I believe. And that's what I go around decreeing and confessing, that the goodness of God follows me, manifests, shows up all the days of my life. Now, I want to show you something here in Genesis chapter 33. And this is the story of Jacob and Esau. Esau comes to his brother Jacob, and Jacob, you know, really doesn't know how his brother's going to react to him, respond to him, because they've had, you know, somewhat of a strained relationship. And then Jacob says to his brother, listen to this in Genesis 33, 11, God has dealt graciously with me and I have enough. He's asking Esau to receive a gift from him. And he says, the reason I want you to receive this gift is because God has been gracious to me and I have enough. In other words, I have so much that I'm able to share some of it with you. Another translation, the message translation says it this way. God has been good to me and I have more than enough. Think about that. He said, God has been so good to me that I have more than enough. Wouldn't you love to be able to say that? that God has been so good to you that you have more than enough and now you're able to be a blessing to others. Well, see, that's God's best for your life. God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2, he said, I will bless you, not only that, but thou shalt be a blessing. In other words, God is saying to Abraham, I'm going to be so good to you that you will have more than enough and then you'll be able to share a portion of it with others. I'm telling you, that's when you are experiencing life at its best. I can say today that God has been good to Jerry Savelle. In fact, he's been so good to me that I can be a blessing to others, that I can share and impart and be gracious to other people, to other ministries. That's what this ministry is all about. We live to give, and it's because God has been good to us. And you say, well, how did you get that way? Well, number one, I grasp the fact, like we read in Romans chapter 5 from the Amplified Version. It says, grasp the fact that you have peace with God. You have right standing with God. You qualify for His goodness, and you have the right to live in a state of God's favor. I grabbed hold of that 45 years ago, and I made it a revelation in my life. And I began to decree it. I began to believe it. I began to expect it. And over a period of time, it began to come to pass. You see, just because it says these things in the Word doesn't mean necessarily it's just going to happen overnight. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen automatically. We have a part. We have a role to play in this. Our role is to believe what the Bible says. Remember what God said in the Old Testament? Whose report will you believe? In other words, I have a responsibility. I must believe this. And the way I get to the place where I believe it is I read it. I listen to it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Back in those early days when I first began to walk with the Lord, and I didn't know any of these things, it was men like Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagin and Oral Roberts listening to their messages, reading their books, and, and, and listening and reading what they had discovered about God and His goodness. And I read those things every day. I listened to them every day. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. And eventually it got to the place where it was not just 
Kenneth Copeland's revelation anymore, not just Kenneth Hagin's revelation anymore, nor just Oral Roberts' revelation anymore. It became Jerry Savelle's revelation. I believed that if God wanted to manifest His goodness to Kenneth Copeland, to Kenneth Hagin, and to Oral Roberts, then He wanted to do it for me as well. Why? Because He's no respecter of persons. I know you hear us say that a lot, but I want you to get that into your heart. God will do for you what He's done for us. It's a matter of you understanding that you qualify not based on what you've done, but based on what Jesus has done, and then you just dare to believe it. You see, I believe God wants to be good to me. I believe He wants to pour out His goodness upon my life. I believe that He wants His goodness following me all the days of my life. How did I get to that place? I saw it in the Word, and then I dared to believe it. And once again, whatever you believe, you're going to speak. 2 Corinthians 4.13, the Apostle Paul says, what we believe, we therefore speak. We believe it, therefore we speak it. What do you believe today? Do you believe God wants His goodness outpoured on your life? Do you believe God wants you to become like Jacob, where you experience His goodness to such a level that you can say to other people, God has been good to me, and I have more than enough. Please let me be gracious to you. That's what God wants your life to be like. But once again, it's not going to happen to you just because it happened to Jacob. It's not going to happen to you just because it happened to Jerry. Hey, that's pretty good. Both names start with a J. Maybe there's something to it. No, it has nothing to do with it. Your name can be Bill, Bob, Mary, or whatever. It's a matter of you daring to believe what God's Word says here. And if you believe that God wants His goodness to follow you all the days of your life, then get up every day decreeing it. Say it out of your mouth. Say it where you can hear it. You know, it's one thing when you hear somebody else say it. You can hear me say these things, and hopefully it will inspire you. But when you hear yourself saying it, that's when your faith reaches its highest level. So I want to encourage you, get up every day decreeing that God wants His goodness to follow you all the days of your life. Get up expecting it to happen. And then once again, thank God in advance. Don't wait until you see it happen. I mean, that, that's not a demonstration of faith. Anybody can thank God after it happens, but when you're thanking God in advance, that's the highest level of faith. When you can say, Father, I know that you want your goodness following me all the days of my life, and I just lift my hands and thank you in advance that that is exactly what is happening. I am acting on Romans 4, 17 that says, God calleth things that be not as though they were. And you said, we have the God kind of faith. So I am calling things that be not as though they were. And I'm saying by faith that your goodness shows up in my life every day. And since I believe it, I'm going to praise you for it. Spend the rest of the day thanking God for it. And I'm telling you, you're going to start seeing results like you've never seen before. Praise God. I love the message translation of Psalm 23, 6. King James, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The message translation says, chase after me every day of my life. Hallelujah. Every day when I get up, and I go about my business. I've got something chasing after me. It's the goodness of God. 
uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 says, and all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. Well, the goodness of God is one of the blessings of God. Goodness, His goodness, showing up in your life every day, chasing you down, hunting you down. In fact, you know, I travel all over the world. And many times, in fact, most of the time, when I get off an airplane in another nation, I will say out loud, I don't care who's standing around me, I'll say out loud, uh, Lord, I just want you to know today I'm in Kenya and I believe your blessings will come on me in Kenya and your goodness will chase me down. I might be in Ukraine. God, I'm in Ukraine today and I just want you to know I believe your blessings will come on me and overtake me and your goodness will chase me down. Lord, I'm in Sydney, Australia today, and I believe your blessings will come on me and overtake me, and your goodness will chase me down. And you know, it happens. It happens. And if you were to travel with me, or you were to ask my directors or people that I work with in Kenya, or Tanzania, or Ukraine, or Australia, or anywhere in the world, if you were to ask them, while Brother Jerry's in those nations, do blessings come on him? Does the goodness of God chase him down? They're going to tell you yes, and they're going to say it without hesitation. Why? Because the Bible says that's what I can expect, and that's what I can believe, and I do, and praise God, I thank God for it, and it shows up in my life. And God wants the same thing happening for you. Folks, this is not hard. Religion makes it hard to receive from God, but the Bible doesn't. The Bible says in Job chapter 22, verse 28, Thou shalt surely decree a thing, and it will be established unto thee. How do you decree something? By speaking it out of your mouth. What does the word establish mean? In the literal Hebrew, it means eventually it will become a common occurrence. So what does the Bible say? If you say something, if you say what the Bible is saying, enough. Let them say continually. If you say it enough, eventually it will become a common occurrence in your life. That's exactly what I've done, and that's the reason it's working for me. Now, I want to read something else to you from Jeremiah chapter 29. This is talking about the goodness of God. Verse 11 says, this is God speaking. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. The New Living Translation says they are plans for good. Notice that. God is good and His plans are good. Say that with me. My God is a good God and His plans for my life are good plans. Let that sink in. God is a good God and His plans for our lives are good plans. Hallelujah. Uh, the New International Version says plans to prosper you. That's a manifestation of the goodness of God. God's saying, I know how I think about you. And here's what I think. I'm thinking of good plans. I'm thinking of giving you a good future. I'm thinking of how I can bless you, how I can prosper you, how that you can have the future that you hope for. See, that's how God thinks. If you go to Psalm 115, you'll find in verse 12, it says, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. What does that tell us? That when God thinks about us, He's thinking about how He can bless us. He's thinking about, if you keep reading, how He can increase us more 
and more. He's thinking about how he can manifest his goodness. So right here in Jeremiah 29, it says, I know the thoughts I think toward you. They are good thoughts. I know the plans that I have for you. They are good plans. And once again, the New International Version says, they are plans to prosper you. What is that telling us? That God wants us to prosper. God wants us to live blessed. God wants us to experience increase more and more. And what is that? What is prosperity? What is increase? What is good health? What is peace? What is joy, unspeakable and full of glory? All of those things are manifestations of the goodness of God. And that's what he wants to do in your life. Do you believe that today? Listen, don't let religion rob you of what God wants to do in your life. Don't let what I call unbelieving believers, people that mean well, people that are sincere, but many times they're sincerely wrong. Don't let anybody else or any other word become final authority in your life. Let the Bible become final authority. And if the Bible says God wants his goodness following you all the days of your life, then accept it, receive it, believe it, expect it, and thank God for it. And I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. God wants to prosper you. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father. So goodness is an attribute of God. And the Bible says that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. Good things happening in your life, God's behind it. Bad things happening in your life, Satan's behind it. God wants to do good things. He's the author of every good and perfect gift. The message translation says every desirable and every beneficial gift. If it's something, it's good, then praise God, God's behind it. Now, I know this is not good English, and I'll probably get a letter from an English scholar, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. I like to say it like this. If it ain't good, it ain't God. I know that's not good English, but you understand what I'm saying. If it's not good, then it's not God. Why? Because he's the author of every good and perfect gift. Don't settle for Satan bringing bad things in your life and thinking that you're going to just have to live with it, just learn to, you know, adapt to it. No, you don't have to settle for that. Praise God. Even Joseph made this statement when his brothers had done evil things to him, he said, what you meant for bad, God has turned it into something good. Let that be your motto. Whatever the devil tries to do regarding bad in my life, I believe God is going to turn it into something good. I'm telling you folks, you can experience the goodness of God following you all the days of your life. Choose to believe it. Choose to speak it. Choose to expect it, choose to thank God for it, and enjoy the goodness of God all the days of your life. I'll be back in just a few moments. Today's message is just a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Jerry Savelle's new audio series, Experiencing the Goodness of God All the Days of Your Life. As you listen to this revealing message, your faith will grow and you will experience God's blessings in a greater way. 
In this three-part teaching, you will discover how God's goodness is the foundation for your faith and expectation, how to walk in this goodness each day, the connection between God's goodness and His glory, and much more. Dream new dreams and experience God's goodness all the days of your life. So don't wait. Call or click now to request your copy of Jerry's important three-CD teaching, Experiencing the Goodness of God All the Days of Your Life, on sale for just $15. You can also instantly download the MP3 version from our online store. What a powerful broadcast we've had today, learning about the goodness of God and how we can experience it. But it's not just for Dad, it's for all of us who will dare believe it. You know, I started out by talking about the prophetic word the Lord gave you for this year. And just to reread that again, you could just dissect this entire little paragraph and hang on to it the whole year. But listen to this again. It says, never stop celebrating what I've already done. Now expect me to do the greater and it will come. 2014 will be known as the year of the greater. Now, I just want to recap on the first sentence. You said, never stop celebrating what I've already done. That's what the Lord spoke to you. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking back how when we began to share our goals with you for the new year, for the ministry, we started our presentation by celebrating what God did in 2013. Remember that? I had Mm -hmm. everybody go around and say, we just want to thank God because of this that happened last year. And that's something that the Lord wants us to do is express gratitude and appreciation for things he's already done. Well, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul says, abound in thanksgiving. Most of God's people don't do that. They, they limit it to after something happens, then they thank God for a short time, mm-hmm. then they're already involved in the next, you know, whatever. Okay. People who have an attitude of gratitude are people who create a cycle of receiving. It never ends. It just keeps flowing. Yes, it's so true. And the world believes this. I mean, Mm. you know, success coaches say that when you complain, you just attract more to complain about. When you express gratitude, you attract more to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. But actually, God's the one who came up with it. And it's a key. That's what I really want you to learn is that this is actually a key that opens the door for the goodness of God. Um, Dad, listen to this. I thought this was interesting from a a secular survey they did on appreciation. It said reasons employees leave a company. 46% said they do so because they feel unappreciated. 88% said they do not receive acknowledgement for the work they do. And it said appreciation is important. Acknowledging appreciation is very important. Then it said um, a management survey asked 200 companies, what motivates your employees? Out of a list of 10 possible things, appreciation is the number one motivator. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, this ties in even how God feels. He wants to be appreciated for what he's already done. I mean, it's even saying things like, Lord, I thank you for this home that we bought in 2007. This was our dream. And we got this home. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Lord. Years ago. Or thank you, Lord, for this daughter that I prayed for, couldn't get pregnant, and then you gave me the desires of my and there, heart. And there is not a time that your mother and I, when we pull up in front of the gate at our house that we don't say, you know, you, hey, look how God has blessed us yeah. and thank him for it. And you know, you don't you take, there. you don't take the blessings of God for granted. Right. You continually praise him for it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 
I know this won't mean anything to a lot of people, but it touches my heart. But you know what? Uh, I'm enjoying right now my dream garage. Yes. Your mother enjoys her dream house. I'm enjoying my dream garage. And I open the door and I walk in. I cannot, I cannot wipe the smile off my face. <laughs> and I come back in and I tell you, mother, I love my garage, you know. <laughs> and I say, look what the Lord has done. All these years I've been believing for this dream garage for my yes. classic cars. And he's done it. Yeah. And I can't stop thanking him for it. And that touches And you know what? Heart. I believe that even opens the door for greater things. I do too. Amen. And dad, remember the story of the lepers, the 10 lepers that yeah. Jesus healed? And then one of them came back and he said, where's the other nine? But the one leper said, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Right. And it says he was made whole. That's right. So we can come to a place in our lives of wholeness, which means there's no sign you've ever been through what you went through. No signs you ever filed bankruptcy. No signs you ever went through those marital problems. No signs you ever had all the family issues you had. Just by expressing gratitude, praise and thanksgiving to God for what he's already done. And then as dad mentioned earlier on the broadcast, Take it to another level by thanking the Lord for what he's about to do. Yeah. That's the highest expression of your faith is when you say, Lord, thank you for what you're about to do and truly act as if it's already happened. Amen. So those are just keys to unlock the blessings of God in your life. And as dad's been sharing, experiencing the goodness of God all the days of your life, it can happen for you. Start right here by declaring it out of your mouth. Amen. Hey, we're going to continue this study on next week's broadcast, so don't miss it. And we pray over all of our partners and friends today. And we just believe that 2014 is going to be your year for the greatest manifestations, God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness in Jesus' name. We love you. Thank you for your partnership. We'll see you next week. Today's message is just a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Jerry Savelle's new audio series, Experiencing the Goodness of God All the Days of Your Life. As you listen to this revealing message, your faith will grow and you will experience God's blessings in a greater way. In this three-part teaching, you will discover how God's goodness is the foundation for your faith and expectation how to walk in this goodness each day, the connection between God's goodness and His glory, and much more. Dream new dreams and experience God's goodness all the days of your life. So don't wait. Call or click now to request your copy of Jerry's important three-CD teaching, Experiencing the Goodness of God All the Days of Your Life, on sale for just $15. You can also instantly download the MP3 version from our online store. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. 
Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.